Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. A very good morning to you. Welcome to Monday's show, just a few days before Christmas. Seriously, is this year of 2020 really trying to break us? Yet another twist uh, happening. Uh, The Irish Independent Christmas Nightmare as new COVID strain sparks UK travel ban. The Irish Examiner says travel between Britain and Ireland banned for 48 hours. The Cabinet follows a move by Italy and the Netherlands. Four new COVID deaths here and 764 new cases uh, reported uh, which uh, unfortunately is very much moving in the wrong uh, direction. The Irish Daily Mail says thousands are stranded and travel banned from the UK to last until after Christmas and calls for the Cabinet to meet today over the crisis. Uh, Minister of State and Fine Gael TD in Limerick, Patrick O'Donovan on uh, the line. Good morning to you Patrick. Morning Joe. Um, I would prefer not to have to talk to you this week. I'll be straight about it. Um, uh, in, in all honesty, um, a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, look, I suppose um, yesterday morning on the Andrew Marr show on BBC, um, the UK Health Secretary really spelled it out that they were losing control uh, of the spread of the virus. And I think when, once that statement was made, um, European countries had to move. And Ireland, no more than other European countries made the decision that we made to protect public health here. Yes, but this tests the theory, of course, because a lot of people, you know, there's been a lot of commentary on social media over the months, including way back to when uh, COVID first hit (coughs) Ireland, that we should be going for travel bans, you know, the close the airports and close the ports. Yeah, Yeah, look, and I suppose that's a very, you know, we can jump to very easy decisions, but once you have a once you have a virus where you touch, you knew everything about it, and then all of a sudden it, it uh, mutates and um, it creates something of a you know a distant relative um, that's more virulent, that's spreading more quickly, uh, that's that's far more dangerous. Uh, and the, the authorities that up to now were you know saying that they had things under control on on one of the main broadcast stations saying that it was out of control. EU governments um, had to make a decision uh, and we have to protect the public health of people here in Ireland. That's the first priority. And, you know, I don't think this decision was taken lightly uh, because we have left people in a very difficult situation. And from, I'd say, from about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock onward last night, uh, my phone uh, lit up like Times Square. And I've, this morning, late last night, been dealing with some very, very difficult cases of people that are essentially stranded um, in the UK, trying to get home, uh, people who had plans made, uh, who now are, you know, having to abandon them. Uh, you know, local people here who had relatives that were due to come back for Christmas, um, that's now gone. Um, so, you're right in relation to 2020. You know, I, I think for a lot of people, um, they won't, they won't miss the bad news that happened in it. Um, but notwithstanding that, look, the government have made the decision. Um, you know, in line with other European Union countries. It'll be reviewed once uh, further information is made available from from the UK in relation to the spread. At the moment, it seems that it's very concentrated in the south and east of England. But we're not alone. I mean, Wales has closed its borders um, and Scotland has closed its borders to travel from England. And this is within the United Kingdom. So this will tell you that the, the actions of the Irish government are very proportionate, very in line with what other people have done. 
but you know, unprecedented in terms of the fact that this has never been done before. We have never shut our borders in this kind of a fashion before, um, and we are restricting it only to um, maritime workers uh, and hauliers uh, and people that are involved in the conveyance of um, of freight. That's right. it. But, but isn't it the now. case that there's no way this will just be 48 hours? I mean, it would almost make no sense to put a, a travel ban in for just 48 hours. Well, you see, the, the vast majority of travel was due to take place in the next 48 hours. So the, the, the bulge that would ordinarily come through for Christmas traffic um, was due in the next 48 hours. So I'm n- not party to the discussions that the, that the three leaders and the Minister for Health had yesterday. But um, based on what the Italian, French, Belgian, Dutch uh, and other European governments have done, it is in line with that. And obviously it will be reviewed uh, once we see how many cases emerged from the UK today, like there was 35,000 new cases in the United Kingdom yesterday. I mean, these yeah. numbers are I, off the Richter scale. And I know people are making the point that there is no evidence that it is more virulent in the sense that it would automatically lead yeah. to an individual being more likely to die. But as we well know, the more cases of COVID-19 yeah. circulate, then ultimately the more deaths you end up with. Well, look, you don't need to look too far away to see what happened in the north of Ireland, where they've literally ran out of ambulances at this stage. Uh, and I know that people are... You know, the biggest threat to this disease is complacency. And I, in fairness, and I want to thank Clive95 um, for the manner in which this has been dealt with over the last 12 months. You know, and I know it's been a really difficult year, um, but the, the proportionate and really responsible way in which this disease has been reported um, on your own radio station, both from yourself and Gillian, but this disease um, is now mutated. It is growing faster in the UK. The likelihood is, um, I mean, it, it, it only took a few weeks for it to come from Rouhan uh, to Limerick. So the likelihood is, if it's not here, it could get here and it could get here rapidly. And then the, the, the risk is not necessarily, as you say, increased risk of this but increased risk of our health service being overwhelmed and collapsing. But and is, is there not a chance that it's already here? I mean, could there it, for example, be feeding in to a, a higher than expected rate of increase in cases here in the last week or so? There could be. And I mean, that, that, like that is a possibility and it is a risk uh, because we've seen over the last couple of days, uh, and this is other things, another thing that the government has to examine is without the uh, situation of the pandemic in the United Kingdom, our own numbers are, are going in the wrong direction uh, and they're going in the wrong direction. They were up by over 200 yesterday. Now, the Limerick numbers um, are thankfully not as high as they were at, at their peak. Um, so I suppose look, the appeal remains the same. Uh, but but we're the number of, cases per, number of cases per day in Limerick are, are going up. They are. And, uh, you know, the, the, the rate per 100,000 is going up, but the rate of increase in Limerick is not the same as the, as, the, as the rate of increase, if you know what I mean, for the whole country. But they're still going up. Um, so, like, we're going to have a lot of, unfortunately, congregating of people in the next uh, few days, which is part of the, 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 the feeding that this disease needs to, to, to spread. And that's a natural thing. And everybody wants to be with uh, their family and everybody wants to spend time with their family. And I'm thinking particularly now of Irish people that are living in the UK who have literally no hope of getting home. Um, and it's going to be a very difficult time for them. Um, and, you know, for an awful lot of people, now Christmas has been written off. 
uh, we had hoped not to be in this situation. Well, okay, well, and that's what I want to come to now. I'm talking to Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan, uh, Limerick, Finnegale TD, of course. Could what listeners are currently allowed to do on Christmas Day change in the next 24 hours? I'd say everything is on the table, Joe, to be quite honest about it. Um, and the, the reason that everything is on the table is that, I mean, when have you ever in your lifetime heard um, a, a Minister for Health in a different country come on um, one of the biggest political uh, shows in the world and say this virus is out of control? Um, even in the worst situations in New York uh, and in some of the worst affected states in the United States, they didn't say that. So, I mean, it has struck fear into people um, that the UK government has admitted that it is out of control in the southeast of England. Um, and well, well, could you imagine a scenario, though, Minister, and you, know, you wonder about why the Cabinet wouldn't meet this morning? Because if the Taoiseach ends up tomorrow evening having to do a televised address to tell people that what they think they're going to be allowed to do on Friday, on Christmas Day they won't be allowed to do. I mean, the chaos alone that that will create well, will be massive. I think we're jumping to conclusions there and, and we'd have to wait and see what happens first. But, I mean, a cabinet meeting is, is not really relevant. And I think some people trying to score political points out of that is, you know, in the middle of, of what we're in at the moment is, is something I'd ask them to reflect on. Well, where is it now? The Minister for Health, it. Stephen Donnelly, was on yesterday saying that the cabinet meeting was very important in this it context. Is. It is, but the Cabinet isn't going to change anything that the three leaders and the Minister for Health, together with the Chief Medical Officer, decide. Once the Taoiseach tarnished the Minister for Transport and the Minister for Health made the decision that they made yesterday, which I believe is the right decision, then it didn't matter if the Cabinet met last night or this morning, the decision was made. And I think, uh, you know, if a further decision is warranted today, it will be made. And if there are further decisions warranted over Christmas, they will be made. So do listeners this morning to this show, and we're not just talking about those who are living in the UK, who do listen to us in great numbers. We're talking about people living in Limerick City and County. Do they need to face the reality that if not on the 25th, then maybe the 26th or 27th, uh, there will be a reimposition of possibly level three plus restrictions or higher? Uh, not making you a short answer, Joe. I don't know, but I would expect it. And I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know, but it wouldn't come as a surprise to me. And the reason it wouldn't come as a surprise is uh, that's a, a, a television programme that I watch every Sunday. And I was stuck to the ground yesterday when I heard uh, Matt Hancock saying that this disease is out of control. Um, so obviously for, for him to make that statement, uh, you know, it was run by all of the senior um, people in the UK government, probably for uh, you know a number of hours beforehand, based on the evidence they were getting, they're our nearest neighbour. They're our single biggest trading partner. We have the largest amount of the largest amount of travel within the European Union happens between Ireland and the UK. The busiest air route is between Dublin and London. And you saw people scrambling last night uh, to get out of um, Pancras Station in London uh, and all over uh, railway stations in London. I mean, I had people ringing me. Uh, saying that they were en route to to boats, would they be able to get on them? So this is, you know, this is very serious and the government are treating it as such. But the most important thing I think that Limerick listeners need to know is that the relevant um, political leaders in Ireland that need to make decisions um, are in contact and meeting. Taoiseach, Taunster, Minister for Health, Minister for Transport, uh, and they will deal yeah. with it on that basis. And First and Minister and Deputy First Minister in Northern Ireland, because the simple reality of this is that it is absolutely an all-island issue. It is, and unfortunately, look, and I mean, I said this on your programme before, the handling of it in Northern Ireland leaves a lot to be desired, to be quite honest about it, from the very start. Um, it was, you know, 
they weren't in line with what we were doing here and it caused an awful lot of problems um, and it has continued to cause an awful lot of problems um, and I think it is not too late for um, Northern Ireland authorities uh, to, to reverse engines and I know they have imposed restrictions this week and that's to be welcomed and, and, and but I think going forward they need to follow the guidance and leadership of the government here in the South. There's one other aspect to this. Um, as you'd be aware, there was an anti-mask protest in Limerick City Centre, followed by a march all the way out uh, to University Hospital Limerick yeah. on Saturday. We've heard of Garda raids on some non-compliant premises, uh, including in Limerick. Isn't it the case that the risk around St. Stephen's Day and Night and New Year's Eve in particular of unmitigated house parties is huge. Well, first of all, I think that's, I think the, the, the news of the last 24 hours might <clears throat> get people to reflect on what they might or might not do. But in relation to these anti-mask and anti-vaccine people, I've no problem in saying these are dangerous people. These are dangerous people with a particular agenda and I think, you know, they, they are feeding into, um, um, you know, information which we, we know in recent times to be fake news. These are dangerous people with dangerous messaging. We know, for instance, when it comes to the flu this year, the flu rates are way down because of the wearing of masks and social distancing, washing your hands. Um, every chief medical officer across the world um, can't be wrong when they say that wearing a mask, keeping social distance and washing your hands is the best route uh, to making sure that this virus is kept under control until, until such time as it's vaccinated. Right. And but go back to the unmitigated house parties, though. Yeah, but no, but just to let me finish, Joe. These are the same people who say you shouldn't take the vaccine. Now, if you took that to its natural conclusion, smallpox uh, would be out of control in the world. Um, tuberculosis would be out of control in the world. Measles would be out of control in the world. Mumps would be out of control in the world. And tens of thousands of people would be dead every year if you took those people's attitude. I worked in the pharmacem industry for a good number of years. I know how it works. These people are spreading dangerous messaging and right. I don't think their message is But, but, but as you well know, the, the, the vaccine has given us hope, but it has been very clear and government have been making this point, I think, pretty consistently over the last few days because there, there was a sense, I think, of people thinking that that might mean a return to normality in, let's say, March. There's no hope at that. Yeah. We're looking, if we're very lucky, and who knows what this new variant will be like, we're looking at a return to normality maybe in September, October, November of well, 2021. But I want to get back to the house yeah. parties because, you know, in, in fairness to the hospitality sector, they are making this point very strongly. They're, they're being told, OK, you, you, you're likely to have to close maybe the 26th, maybe the 27th of December. But is that not an open um, field for um, house party madness? Well, sure, you have that field all the time, Joe. And I mean, I was on with you before in the summer in relation to activities around... I know, but New Year's Eve past. being New Year's Eve, for yeah, example. Yeah, Look, Joe Nash or, or Michal Martin or Leo Varadkar, Patrick O'Donovan isn't going to stop that. The only people that will stop that are the people that will organise and host them. I mean, the government have laid well, out... I mean, the, will there have to be a guard at Clampdown, for example? Which there already is. I mean, and you can't... Does it need to be... More, I mean, are, are we looking at a more severe lockdown than maybe we have seen well, recently, even the Level have, 5? And well, does that require to, a significant guard enforcement? If there is as much worry, and it, it seems to me that you're <laughs> suggesting we mightn't even know enough about this new variant? For sure, we don't know anything. We don't know enough about the virus in the first place. We don't know 100% about this thing. Uh, if we did, we'd have it under control to be gone uh, in the last six months. The fact of the matter is that this virus has, has really baffled the world. But just in relation to house parties, look, I mean, the government have already uh, laid out um, 
the guidelines in relation to how many people can be in a house at one time, the number of houses, um, how people should bubble, um, if there are bubbles and how bubbles relate into um, you know, other households visiting and even maintaining things like you know, ventilation. So all of that information is out there already. Whether or not that changes, uh, we'll see on Tuesday. But as regards, uh, you know, um, you know, out of control um, gatherings where where there's, you know, kind of a free for all, that has always been the situation that the government have said, you know, cannot be condoned and um, isn't within the guidelines, isn't within the regulations. Now you can't have a guard at every door, but what you have inside every door is hopefully, please God, an adult with some modicum of responsibility. And I've asked before on your program, and I'm, you know, I'm asking again that people need to be mindful of the fact that this thing has now changed. We thought it was bad, but it's now worse. Um, and whether or not it's in Ireland, we don't know. And um, the likelihood is that it, it could be here uh, because of the volume of traffic between Ireland and the UK. Um, so the issue is that if we are going to control it and we don't have our own health minister going on the news saying it's out of control, it's in our hands. I've said that before on your programme. The yeah. only people that can stop this virus are All right. ourselves. All right. Well, look, I think people really are at breaking point this week, though, I have yeah. to say. I think they really so are at thing? breaking point. Can I just say one thing, and I, I really mean this, I think your own show and programme has been a huge addition to the work of the HSE and what the government wants to do locally in terms of informing people and asking people, you know, to try and keep things down. We had a spike in Limerick, we brought it down, it is creeping up, but I think, you know, together with information that's provided through own, your own show and other local media, I think it's crucial going forward and I want to wish you and your listeners all the very best for Christmas. Please, God, it'll be okay. Likewise, likewise. Uh, thank you. That's uh, Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan there. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.